to this week's episode of Laker Sports Talk, your podcasting home for all things Russell County Laker Athletics, brought to you by your home for Russell County Laker Sports, Laker Country 104.9. I'm your host, Zach Oaks, and this episode is brought to you by our friends at B&M Welding and Fabrication at 3524 South Highway 76 in Russell Springs. B&M is your go-to shop for custom boat fabrications, handrails, industrial fabrication, much more, whatever you need, aluminum, steel, cast iron, whatever it is, call B&M Welding and Fabrication at 270-585-3900. 955 and let B&M take care of all your welding and fabrication needs, no matter how big or small. Of course, I'm your host, Zach Oaks, again, and usually I'm joined here by uh, my co-host, Derek Aaron. Derek couldn't be with us today, so uh, you just got me today. And uh, we got a good show planned for you. I've got uh, Russell County Assistant Baseball Coach Rob Clark going to come in and talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming uh, Laker baseball season. Lakers are looking at... Uh, what appears to be maybe one of their best seasons that uh, they've had. The potential's there. A lot of seniors, a lot of returning experience, a lot of returning talent. Um, just a overall good mix of things going for uh, Russell County baseball. And so uh, they're excited to get their season started here in you know a little less than two weeks. Uh, I believe first game is March 18th, so we're just we're just right there on the cusp of uh, baseball season. And uh, Rob's going to talk a little bit about. Uh, you know, the off season, what they've been doing to get prepared and, uh, you know, kind of what he sees is the potential for this team. I think there's a lot of potential. I think this team could very well uh, be a region, region, fourth region championship winner. Um, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. don't want to put any unnecessary pressure on these kids, but uh, got a really good group that is uh, going to be right there. A lot of returning pieces, a lot of talent, like I said. And so uh, I believe they're going to be right there. You know, last year we're, uh, right there, uh, region semis went right down to the wire with Franklin Simpson. Uh, very easily could have won that game, and uh, I could have seen that team winning a region championship last year. So you bring a lot of pieces back from that. I think uh, I think Coach David Rexrode and uh, those guys over there have got a good thing going. And uh, so Assistant Coach Rob Clark is going to come in and uh, talk to me for a little bit about uh, Laker baseball, and then of course softball is coming up too. And um, you know, Tanya Rex wrote taking over as interim softball coach for the year. And uh, she's got a good group, too. A lot of returning talent from last year, a team that I thought probably could have won the 16th district. But, uh, you know, just had a day where, you know, things didn't go their way. Uh, you know, ball didn't come off the bat like it normally did. And uh, they were upset by Cumberland County. So uh, they got a lot of returning talent from that. I think uh, I think the Lady Lakers are going to contend for the 16th district in uh, softball. So uh, both baseball and softball coming up, and then of course other spring sports. You know we're looking out and it's 67 degrees outside, and so uh, you know spring sports is on everybody's mind. You know track and tennis both going to be I think I think are set up for really successful seasons. Um, You know there's a couple of tennis players that I think are going to you know, be region contenders and, you know, maybe playing state tournaments. And so there's a, there's a lot going on um, in the spring sports scene. And, it you know, with, all, with this weather, it just feels like spring. So um, really excited for what this spring sports season is, is going to be coming up. And I uh, really encourage you to go out and uh, support these kids when you can. Uh, the, sp- the spring sports athletes have gone through a 
crazy two years, especially every everybody's gone through a crazy two years, and all of these kids who play sports have. But I go back to 2020 when the whole spring season was canceled, uh, just season canceled out of nowhere, and uh, just had to be devastating. And so I, I really, uh, really hope that these uh, spring sports kids are able to have a have a full season, a good season, and uh, really looking forward to seeing them uh, get out and play this spring. Uh, since we've been off for the last couple weeks and um so with that you know basketball is kind of wrapped up lakers and lady lakers both uh, fell in the first round of the district tournament and uh i want to give a quick shout out to owen loy trey stringer Maze gosser sophie Shear, hannah yates and anaya coffee all named all district uh, at uh, the district tournament of course this is also going to be the Last year that the 16th district is like this with the four teams, Russell County, Cumberland County, Clinton County, and uh, Cumberland County. You know, Monroe County is going to join the district next year, and I know that's caused, um, you know, it's, it's been a little bit controversial. And, um, you know, I wrote a piece on Laker Country this week, um, you know, saying I I didn't think it was the right move. Now, is that is is that the bad? No. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just don't think it. I just don't think it made a lot of sense. And uh, you know, it's been a lot of discussions online about what the what that district should look like. And I think there's a lot of ways that district could go. And I think there's a lot of ways we probably need to do some, you know, wholesale redistricting in Kentucky with uh, with basketball, volleyball, baseball, softball, uh, sports like that. Uh, I think the fourth region is kind of uh, aligned, kind of weird. And I think the fifth region kind of dips down weird. You have to drive through the fifth region to get to some of the fourth region schools. It, it a lot of it doesn't make sense to me, but I just thought the way um, that the redistricting was done was not was not the most logical. And, but anyway, so starting next year, um, you know we're going to have five teams in the 16th district with uh, Monroe County joining in. Five team districts make things a little bit different. Make it make things kind of weird, honestly. And um, so we'll kind of see how that we'll kind of see how that goes. But uh, I, you know, I put a thing, I put something out on Twitter asking people, you know, what do you think? What is the most ideal district for Russell County, regardless of where they're at now or uh, who's in different regions now? And um, you know, got a variety of responses. Seen saw a lot of Adair County, a lot of Casey County, Pulaski County, Somerset. Um, you know, maybe stay in the district with Metcalf. I I love to hear these ideas. I think I'd love to see just some district redrawing and region redrawing and kind of see uh, what it would be like. I mean, with Adair and Casey, those are two of the easiest drives from Russell County. And then, uh, of course, Pulaski County, a very easy drive, too. But uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And, uh, you know, all of us... Uh, armchair redistricting experts we can sit here and say whatever we want but there's a lot of factors go into it a lot of stuff we don't even totally understand and so it's just kind of a good little pastime for us to talk about you know how, how could we do this how could we do this differently but um so with that um you know like i said monroe county joining next year that's something uh i need to get ready for this baseball and softball season will be the last of the uh traditional four team 16th district as it has been since 2005 uh, that district hasn't changed since 2005 hard to believe it's been what are we looking at now 17 years um 
So anyway, I just wanted to kind of bring that up as a note. And if you have ideas for, you know, how the 16th district should be laid out or where Russell, Russell County should be or what teams Russell County should be in a district in, love to hear those ideas. I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of fun. And uh, I don't know, maybe we can get it to the KHSAA and maybe we can uh, have a voice in how that's, how that's done. Secondly, guys want to uh, touch on another topic that we brought up a couple weeks ago. And that's the KHSAA transfers. Um, I had a couple people asking, you know, what's the latest on that? Have you heard anything? Uh, no, short answer is no. Uh, there's, uh, we're kind of in a, we're kind of in a stall there. There's uh, not really a lot of discussion there. I think, I think the KHSAA kind of put it out there. They wanted schools to kind of think about it, and um, you know, maybe over the summer is when we'll start. Uh, maybe hearing some t- more talk about that and kind of see how that'll play out at this point. I don't know. I said it then I said it now. I, I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know how the schools will vote. I don't know what high school sports in Kentucky will look like when it, or if that uh, gets approved. Um, I think there's a, I think there's a lot that goes into it. And uh, I know it's kind of controversial. I know there's a lot of people who have a lot of opinions on it, but I just encourage people to kind of you know, think about both sides of that because I think there's I, I think there's um, I think there's some merit in it, and then I think there's some concerns. Um, you know, I was talking to I was talking to a parent recently, and uh, you know, said I, I have no problem with a kid that wants to leave for a better situation. I have no problem with a kid leaving for a better situation. And, uh, you know, I'll always be on the side of kids when it comes to, you know, find, you know, find what situation works for you. Uh, at the same time, I do have concerns about how parents will be involved in this and how, um, you know, maybe transfers are made without the kid being involved or the kid approving. And if that happens, I have a big problem with that. So, again, a lot of a lot of concerns there. Um, you know, a lot of people on both sides of that issue, and uh, you know, had a couple of people asking about kind of where things stand with that. Again, probably not going to hear anything for the next several weeks. Maybe for the next, you know, maybe for the next month or two, um, as we kind of see how that's going to play out. See what the see um, when or if the KHSA brings it up for a vote, and uh, how the schools vote. There's still a lot to be done there, and then. Uh, we'll just kind of see. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't pretend to know. Um, so we'll just kind of see. And, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. You know, if, if the schools vote for it and, you know, move on, we'll everybody will adjust and to the new normal. And then if not, then I don't know. We'll see. We, maybe it gets brought up at another time. But um, in, the, in the meantime, you know, uh, transfers will still happen, you know, and. Uh, the schools will schools in the KHSA will investigate, and I don't think I don't think if, even if it gets shot down, it doesn't mean transfers won't happen again. So uh, I think we're just kind of in a new era, a new era where um, you know kids and parents maybe feel more freedom to to move around and uh, find that situation that works for them. And again, I'm like I said, I'm always in favor of a kid uh, you know finding a situation that works for them if they're in a situation that that isn't good for them. By all means, go find one that is. Uh, I have no, absolutely no problem with that. So, just want to touch on those uh, couple topics. And uh, so, as we get ready to jump into uh, our interview with Rob Clark, just want to again say 
thank you to Rob for uh, coming on. Really appreciate him. Uh, consider Rob a friend of mine, and uh, I'm glad to have him on here. I've been aiming to have him on for a while. He was one of the first people when we started the podcast to uh, reach out and say, hey, uh, I'd love to come on, and uh, you know, I'll help out any way I can. And so uh, really appreciate that attitude and really appreciate uh, his support and you know appreciate all those uh, fine folks with Russell County Baseball who uh, help make that program what it is. So with all that said, let's uh, go ahead and jump into that interview with Rob. All right, joined now by uh, two of Russell County Baseball's finest, uh, Rob Clark and Chris Taylor. Guys, uh, how's it going? Good, good. So uh, baseball's right up on the horizon now. We're into March and... Uh, First game is about two weeks away. So, uh, what's the, where, what stage are we in right now? What's going on with you all as you prepare for uh, first pitch of the season? Well, right now it's just getting ready. Um, we found we got our basketball kids out last week, so uh, we have a full roster out there at the moment. Um, you know, just trying to prepare for the season, trying to get our pitchers in shape, trying to get our uh, our hitters timing and rhythm down, and trying to get you know basically just trying to get ready because we scrimmage. Uh, you know, you mentioned the first game is in a couple weeks, but we actually scrimmage next week, March the 8th. Um, have a scrimmage at home against Taylor County. Now, um, you know, looking ahead, the weather might not be too good. And I know Taylor County's coached pretty well. He doesn't like it when it drops below 55 degrees. So, um, but yeah, but it is, you know, it's that time of year. Um, that we play a lot of those games early on. So, um, in the cool weather, you got to love high school baseball, right? Yeah, this time, uh, especially this time, of course, you know, later on you get into it and it gets, it's, it's hot as can be, but right now it's kind of variable in this, uh, this season, you have a lot of weird weather and rain and all that. So, uh, you know, you've got your basketball kids now and, uh, you know, you've got, you all have quite the roster this year, a lot of returning talent from last year, a team that, you know, very well was right there in the running for the region championship last year. You know, a couple, uh, you know, a couple plays go a different way and you're, you know, you might be winning the fourth region, but you're bringing back a lot of talent from that team. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, well, we got this year. We got nine seniors. We got a big group, um, and if you exclude the pitching, right? We got what six six regular day starters, seven seven, seven, seven regular day starters returning from last year's squad. Which, like you mentioned, we just <clears> fell <throat> short in the region semifinal against Franklin Simpson. Uh, but if you're looking, you're looking at a hole from a from a team that finished 37 in uh, in 2021. You know, I'm just looking at the numbers here. You know, as far as pitching, we have 213 innings pitched out of the 234 uh, innings pitched last year returning. We got five pitchers with an ERA under three, and they at least pitched a minimum of 15 innings. Uh, you know, a team ERA that has 2.36 last year. Uh, and the pitchers returning this year accounted for 28 of our 30 wins last year, team wins. Defensively, like I said, we got six, seven everyday starters returning. Um, hitting six six starters with batting average over uh, 300. And we had a seventh that was 297. Uh, so he was just right there. There's a kid that kind of – he was hitting well and slumped towards the end of the year. But he, he he's a good hitter. Um Returning players accounted for 243 hits of our 319 last year, 218 runs of our 323, 15 home runs of the 19 we had last year, and five players with a 25-plus RBI. So, you know, on paper, we got a lot lot to work with, a lot of returning players that's going to look like it's going to be a good year. We just got to get them prepared. And, of course, you know, they're going to have to execute once the season turns around here. 
Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that schedule uh, that y'all have. Uh, you know, it looks like a, you know, pretty a pretty balanced out schedule. You got a lot of uh, a lot of games that are played around here against you know your regular competition, your district games, Bear County, those kind. But also um, playing in the what is it, the two A state championship in Owensboro. Talk a little bit about that. That's relatively new, right? It is. It's. Uh, it's kind of modeled the same after like what the old uh, high school system was when there was four classes. Mm-hmm. So it's basically your schools with about six hundred eight or eight fifty uh, enrollment uh, have a chance to compete in it. Um, and you know, so actually we have to play a, a sectional and a regional before we can actually get there. So uh, that early game with the Dare County on March twenty uh, first is over there is actually the, the game we have to win that game to then advance. Um, to, to Allen County Scottsville, which is uh, the that weekend, the twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Okay. And um, so if we get there, if we if we was you know if we were to win that first game against there, we would I think the matchup would be uh, the winner of Allen and Hart County. And then you also, but if you look ahead on the other side of that bracket, you got Warren East and Franklin Simpson, which um, you're probably two of the favorites for the region this year. If I was guessing, I mean yeah, Warren East, I Warren East might have the best hitting team in the in the region and. Um, you know, Franklin Simpson, who beat us last year, they returned every starter from that team last year's team. So, um, you know, so that'll be a challenge. And obviously we want to make it to Owensboro because that means we won that region. And then we, yeah. we're playing against the schools that, you know, our size that, um, you know, I think us, Kentucky and whatever state, we're the only two states in all of the United States that doesn't have classes for baseball. We do it, you know, every school competes against everybody. Mm-hmm. Two states in, in the whole uh, country that do it oh, that that's way. That's interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know Kentucky did. Well, I didn't know Kentucky was only one of a few that did that. Uh-huh. Um, and I know also you all go to um, go play in a tournament in Louisville, and then um, you have your regular out of state trip to Myrtle Beach. I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, that's a. I mean. How do you all how do you all feel about the schedule going in? Do you, you like the way it sets up or Rexroad always Rexroad and Chris, they developed a schedule that's gonna it's gonna challenge us, right? Yeah. We've got a few teams that always I refer to as a, as a litmus test, right? Just to show us where we're at. I mean if for instance Myrtle Beach, you go down there and play up, you know, we play these teams and it's not uncommon for us to come out like one and four or two and three, come back with losing record out of there because we're facing a team from Ohio that has a really rich, rich tradition. Uh, Nicholas County, they got a kid throwing 90 and another kid knocking on 90's door. So they're going to be tough. I think we play them right off the bat. So we'll probably see one of them. So, and the rest, I think, are the rest out of state. Yeah, I've got uh, a team from Centerville, Virginia. I looked those those guys up. They don't, they, they have a pretty good program. Um, another another school out of Pennsylvania that has a has a really nice program. That's we talk all the time. They're one of the best games we've ever saw or witnessed us playing down there. It was a, a Pennsylvania school with about well, what did they say like twenty six hundred oh, students? Huge, yeah. Um, it was like two years ago. Nick Aaron pitched and he pitched a one nothing shutout in about an hour. Ball game lasts about an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, wait, so you, you, when you go down there, especially the time we go, because we're going, um, you know, when we get in, get down there, a lot of the those schools from up north are there at the same time. And as we leave, there's one of some of those Kentucky schools that we'll meet up. We, we play one Kentucky school this year, so that's that's a, you know, a plus for us when we do go down there. But it is, um, it's always a tough schedule down there, always. But you know, you talk about you know you may come out of there one and four, two and three or whatever. But I imagine going down there and facing some different competition, it helps. It, it kind of helps you get ready for later in the season. It's going to expose your weaknesses, right? right? It's going to tell us exactly what we have to work on and. 
tells us that we got to get a lot better, right. you know, and, and it's at the beginning of the year. You got time to work on things, but it's, it's, it's a great atmosphere. The facilities are great. The umpiring is fantastic. It's, it's a really good time. I mean, the players, the families enjoy it. Coaches enjoy it. And we look forward to it. You know, and, and uh, you know, going back to something we talked about earlier um, with some of the returning talent, got, one of the guys you got coming back is Nathan Lawson, who's by, by a lot of these rankings, one of the best players in the state. Uh, you know, between, I mean, was one of your best hitters last year, best pitcher last year. Um, talk about guys throwing 90. I mean, he's, he's yeah. right there, right there in that same, uh, right there in that same realm too. You want to talk about him just a little bit, guy who's going to, I need to go play at Eastern Kentucky next year. Yep, yep. He signed with Eastern. He throws. He's a hit ninety ninety one. Um, so he, he's definitely talented. You know, last year he let he led us in batting average, uh, doubles, home runs, and RBIs. Um, so he's gonna we're gonna lean on him uh, quite a bit. But you know, we got other guys we're gonna lean on. You know, you got guys like Cody Luttrell who led us in wins. You know, he's. He's a he's a kid that you know exactly what you get every time he goes to the mound. He's so he I call him a robot. I mean he <laughs> he is he is so consistent with everything. He doesn't show any emotion, and he just he's fantastic. His velocity has improved. And then and then you got you got Nick Aaron, who is he's he's a guy that can pitch backwards, meaning his his breaking stuff. He can throw it any time, any count. And so I mean he doesn't have a really a fastball that's going to throw it by you, but. With all of his nice changeup, good breaking pitch, it makes his fastball look that much faster, right? And then uh, Evan Hammond, pitching wise, uh, he's looked good so far this year. Uh, his velocity's starting to climb a little bit, so we're going to lean on him some more. Aiden Annell, uh, a junior coming in this year, so uh, he'll he'll get a lot of time on the mound. And then some younger guys, Trey Stringer and Cam Carpenter. You know, they they did the majority of our JV pitching last year. Got a lot of experience, so hopefully they'll be able to contribute. Uh, on the varsity level, Landon Walters as well. You know, hopefully get, uh, he'll give us a few good innings. So uh, we got a lot of guys. Max and Gosser is another. So let's just run through these seniors real quick. Max and Gosser, third baseman, uh, solid hitter, solid at third base. Isaac Roy, who played, you know, one of the most important positions on the team, catcher. You know, he has improved so much from freshman to where he's at right now. Unbelievable how much he's improved. His arm, his bat. Uh, who am I missing, Chris? Uh, Alex Reynolds. Alex. You know, Alex Reynolds was a – he's a, he played an important role last year, base running. Yeah. He's, he's probably one of our better base runners. Uh, I think I covered them all senior-wise. Uh, so, it's a strong group. It's a strong group. Yeah, you, you talk about a kid like Alex Reynolds who last year, you know, played the role of a base runner. And, you know, a, lot, a, a role like that might not get all the headlines. It might not get all of the glory. But talk about, like, what kind of role – how important a role like that is on your team? Well, it, it, I mean, it's vital, um, you know, because in, in the rules of high school baseball, you can use a courtesy runner. So it's a free runner. Anytime your pitcher or your catcher gets on base, you get a free runner. So, um, I, you know, all in all, you, you could you could take him. He played as much as anybody on the field because, um, you know, let's say if, if he's running for Nathan Lawson, Nathan goes three for three that day, he's on base three times, and he's, he's running, he's getting that in. Um, but you know, we talk all the time when we're practicing about games of inches and uh, that you know that aggressive primary lead, secondary lead, you know, stealing base. It's not all about stealing bases. Um, it's you know, it's your jumps and how you read the balls in the dirt. It's how you read balls to the outfield. Um, but you know, you we say our kids all the time we should be able to pick up two runs a game by being aggressive on the base path. 
And a kid like Alex is he's aggressive like that. Now we may we may make some mistakes being aggressive, but we can take those um, because we, you know we'll steal a run or two like that by a ball in the dirt or um, you know again that that sack fly that might be shallow. But if he's aggressive, he'll take that you know that approach. So, but baseball's like that. There's all kinds of little spots like that. Um, whether it be base running or it might be a guy who who plays the field, he might get DH'd for all year. But you know baseball, um, you know defense. I mean, there's a lot of balls <laughs> that are hit all over the field, so you got to have you got to have nine spots who can field the field the baseball uh, when it's put in play. So uh, you know, and, and that's that's why I love it. Uh, nine players on the field. You know, well, we got sixteen guys all in the dugout. Those guys, everybody has a role, and we've had, we've done a very good job, I think, of those kids knowing what their roles are, um, accepting those roles, and then you know, but working hard to try to improve it. I mean, mm-hmm. we. You know, you got kids. Uh, I mean, there's there'll be some guys who start this year, seniors who hadn't started until this year. So, uh, you know, in this day and time, a lot of, you don't see that a lot. A lot of times, when the kids don't get their opportunity early, they don't stick out, stick stick to it, and um, you know, and I, it goes to show a lot for those type of kids too. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna switch gears just a little bit off that. Um, the co- the continuity among you all as a coaching staff, you all have coached together a lot. Um, what like what did like what is the benefit of that? How does that uh, how does that help you all? Um, you know, each each in your own coaching roles, and then as a total coaching staff. Because like I know you all like Rex has been there for I don't know, like almost feels like my whole life. It hasn't been like that, but, but it feels like he has been. And uh, you all have been in assistant roles here for a long time too. What's that like for you all just coaching together for such a long period of time? But I mean, it's like. It's almost like brothers because, um, you know, brothers brothers get heated. Brothers will argue. I mean, um, I know Coach <laughs> – I think all of us at times have probably argued back and forth and dug out about a situation. But uh, it's because – but that's – I think that's one of the best things, you know, as far as Rex Rhodes' coach ability is, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't think he knows everything. So uh, when he approaches us, or if something does get heated about that, I mean, we're able to—he's able to kind of process that, and we're able to process that and try to what's best for our team. But that's—but when you talk about brotherhood, that's because we have been around for so long. I mean, I st- when Rex first took the job here, I was the middle school coach here, so that was twenty-three years ago, I guess. Um, and then Rob came in about three years later, uh, two thousand five. Yeah, and then. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, I've known the other coach my whole life. My, my brother's helping us. So, uh, literally a brotherhood there. He, he, you know, Richard has been around the program for a long time. He had he had a son who come through and played, you know, uh, middle school, high school baseball. And then when he graduated, he came along to help. Um, you know, we, we've, we've got to the point now we've got kids uh, with Josh Popple in our middle school. We coached him when he was in middle school. Taylor Grider. Yeah, Gary Stevens is helping middle school. We coached him when he was in <laughs> high school and middle school. And then Gary, Taylor Grider has come along and done an awesome job for us right now. Uh, we coached him when he was in middle school and high school. So, you know, we knew what – so it is – it's kind of like that camaraderie. We, we, we're all comfortable with each other, not just at baseball. We hang out. I mean, we, we'll go watch ball games together. We'll you know, do whatever together. Mm-hmm. Um, but but again, that that allows you in those uncomfortable situations to know. Like I might go tell Rob, you know, what do you think? You know, and he's he'll explain it to me. I mean, but he knows I'm not you know, bashing by no means. It's just we're comfortable in sharing, um, you know, what we see with each other. And like I said, Rex is good about that about lineups. I mean, if he it's a pitch and change, it's not automatic. Boom, boom, he's going to make it. He's coming to what we need to do here. So, um, you know, you know, to me that's a that's a that's a quality in a good head coach that he. 
you know, he uses everybody around him and what they see. That's a great thing about having five guys there with us. Like this year, there's that's 10 eyes looking around and seeing, um, you know, is there something somebody else is missing that we can pick up? And then as far as like the success of the program, you have the continuity and the consistency of, first of all, Coach Rex wrote. I mean, you know what you're going to get. Right. I mean, right. he, he is who he is. He's got his style, right? I've always said, I've always said, Coach Rex wrote could take me and probably like eight other guys that we just find out here on the street and we'd win, we'd win the 16th district. Right. <laughs> he, he, he has some unique ways of motivating. Yeah, sometimes, so, yeah. sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I, I, it takes me a while to, I'm, to understand, like, where's he going with this? But once he gets through it, it makes sense. But like I said, you know, just that consistency, these kids know what they're going to get. And then he's involved with the youth program. We all are kind of, you know, we make sure we go see them. They know us, right? Mm -hmm. We talk to them. We interact with them. We do camps with them. So they know us from youth league to middle school to high school. So, and, and, you know, they're taught the same things at that level. And when they get to us, hopefully we don't spend a lot of time rehashing all that right so just like i said the continuity and the consistency of the staff and you know we got these guys in youth leagues that do a great job too you know they yeah. take their time and coach these kids and practice these kids that's our feeder program that's our, that's that's what kind of separates us probably is a big benefit from like other similar counties like ours mm -hmm. is our is our youth we, we get coaches all the time when we play places they'll ask how are you set up and we'll tell them like well you know Rex runs it, and they're like, "Man, I wish I could do that. I don't understand how you all get by with that or how you do that." And I'm like, "We don't know any other way. I mean, it's been that way for 24 years now. It just, right. it's just what it is." Because that's what he's doing well, now. He's yeah. at he's at a youth league trial. Yeah. I mean, he's you have to take <laughs> you have to take ownership of the program, and your program is not just those ninth through twelfth graders. It's it's those four year olds who are just now starting because those are the guys that hopefully will continue on you know tradition right. of what we have. So. Right, and I think that I think that's probably like the most it's like the hidden hidden ingredient there because that's a lot of that stuff you you know a lot of people don't see a lot of people mm -hmm. don't see you know Rex out there working with uh, nine and ten year olds yep. on a Thursday night you know yeah uh, but being able to have a successful youth league and people who are committed to that it ultimately pays dividends at yep. the end when they get ninth tenth grade and they're you know you know you're competing you're competing for district and regional titles. It all starts there, and you know I, don't, I think a lot of people don't realize that that's where it starts. You don't start when you get yeah, to high school, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I guess that, and, and that kind of touched on our next point. Um, you know, the consistency of the baseball program over the years has been. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's to me, it's by far the most consistent program high school has. Um, just over the years, just kind of knowing each year you're going to be you're going to be in the hunt. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of programs they. You know they have up and down years, but it seems like it seems like with baseball, it's you yeah. know you're you pretty much know you pretty much know you're this is your bottom line, yeah. you know, um, and the bottom line has pretty much been you know it, you know winning the district or a runner up uh, and and going to the region tournament. Well, that's what you, you talk every year. Your goal, I mean, you're you're expected to win the district tournament. That's what that's what the goal is. So. Um, you know, we talk about it a lot of times. Like when we, when we win the district tournament, it's almost a grain in those kids. Is like we got another step to go. So I mean, we don't. It's you. Know, you think you know they're excited to win it, but they know you set that early that those steps that you want to take as far as district and region. But you know, you, you look back at that, um, and a lot of times you hear the word culture a lot, and that's to me 
Um, you know, having the same coach for around forever, but it's not just that. You go back to like when Coach Wade was a coach. I mean, Rexford still does a lot of stuff Coach Wade does. It's like with the same rules, for example. So, um, and, and that's part of it. You set those rules, you commit to those rules, you enforce those rules that you put on, on the program. And the, the, our kids know that. Our kids know what, you know, what's expected of them. And that goes a long way. And we've been very, very fortunate. I mean, we've had a lot of good kids come along here. Um, and it's not just since I've been coaching for, you know, over 20 years. It's, you know, you go back to the 70s, you know, 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, there's 90s. There's, all, there's been a lot of really good baseball players uh, come through this community. Uh, piggyback that, you know, of course, it's the players. We got talented players and they work really hard. Uh, but I think it's also just the tradition of winning because there, there's, there'll be games where I'm thinking, you, you look at this other team and they look, <laughs> they, they look division one. Yeah. And I'm thinking, do we have a shot against yeah. this team? But, but we have that winning tradition and those guys expect. To win, and I and I think that goes a long way. You know, they they believe, hey, we because we do schedules like this, we play tough teams, mm-hmm. and we've been successful against good teams. You know, they they really believe, hey, we can win this game, and they have really. There's been times I've been really surprised because yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no chance we got we can win this game, and they <laughs> they really pulled out. So I, that has a lot to do with it, yeah. just that belief. Yeah, and I think it goes. I, I think when you talk about the schedule, I think it goes a long way. Because you could very easily pad that schedule with, you know, games that you know you're going to win yeah. um, and games that you'll win easily and uh, you don't have to worry about too much. Well, you, you could do that. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we, we call it chasing wins. You know, you worry yeah. more about your win-loss record than you are how you're going to perform at the end. Because, again, the goal, I mean, you could win 25 ball games every year losing the first round of the district, and that's a that's – a, your season's a failure, if you ask me, because you, you your goal is to try to make it to a state tournament. Right. So – you want to play the teams that are going to prepare you to get to that state tournament that puts you in those tight situations, those tough situations. So when you get into a region and it's tight, it's the sixth or seventh in, it's a one-run game, and you're not going to panic. You're not going to freak out. If you do, if you play those games, um, you know, we, we, there's a, we can put some teams on there that we can schedule. We probably beat them 12-14-0 every game. But, again, what do your kids learn? You know, right. we, don't, we don't want our kids being front-runner. Or, you know, but we want them to, to, to lead and to um, – and, and, and to accept those challenges. And again, if you accept those challenges, when you get in that tough spot in that regional tournament, you know, again, like well, with Franklin Simpson last year, we was down, you know, we were down late in the game, but you still, I thought we were going to win the game. I did too. Because man. I just thought, oh, we're going to win this game. Our kids are not, they're not panicking. They're not scared. They're just, it's, it's just the moment's not too big for them. So it's, a, it's baseball is a funny game. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it don't, like that didn't. But, um, and I think that's what the schedule does for you. It, it puts you in that, that spot where, you know, in those uncomfortable spots. So then when it does come back, you know how to, you know, you know how to adjust. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, we've been talking a lot about district tournaments and, um, uh, this year Russell County's hosting the district tournament. So, um, you know, it's our rotating schedule, but every four, every what, four years you get to, you get to host and, um, What's, what's that like for you all? I'm sure, I mean, obviously you don't have to travel, which is nice. <laughs> Rick doesn't uh, have to drive the bus. Yeah. So he, he, he can relax a little bit. <laughs> so, so that's obviously nice. But uh, uh, what are the other benefits of hosting the district? It's just good for the community. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's like if you went to that region game last year, you know, last year they had it where the district winners could host the first round of region. Mm-hmm. That was a great atmosphere. That was awesome. It's, I mean, it's that way again this year. Yeah. Too. It's okay. It's that way. So, you know, we're going to, 
when we always bring good crowds regardless of where we go. We have great fans. They support us like crazy. But it's going to, you know, the boys are going to be there. It's a thing of being comfortable, you know, just not have to worry about the travel. Uh, you know, that, that road to Clinton County gets me. It's rough on me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, but, not, it's not a fun road to travel. <laughs> no, it's not. But, you know, we're at home. Uh, we got all of our facilities, everything that we're used to. We're going to have a big crowd. And just to just to play in your county is it's a big advantage. Some you know the, I know I know these kids are going to be pumped up for it when that time comes. And obviously, like you mentioned, the, if you win the district, you get yeah. to host the first round of the regional tournament. That's going to be a big plus too. Oh, yeah, uh, adds nice. a little extra incentive to getting that district title. Well, it's that long saves that just one day of that long trip to Bowling Green. I mean that's. <laughs> Yeah, especially if you draw like the 10, 10 a.m. Yeah. game. Oh, you know, and it seems like we either draw the ten a.m. or the seven, seven p.m. Yeah. every single year because <laughs> we scout. Uh, we'll stay at scout every game, so we know uh, we're there at ten o'clock no matter what. And so we'll yeah. stay all day. We've done it for what twenty years now. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, that's, <laughs> last time you know, last time I mean, playing at Nick Dennis is cool. Yeah, you know, right. just the environment, that feel, that is really cool. But there's something about playing that. Like the last time we played a high school. Reason turn was 2006 at Glasgow. Yeah, that was the and awesome. we were runner up. At, I mean, well, the atmosphere was unbelievable. It was packed. Right. It, I mean, somebody had a tornado horn, that thing that you, you <laughs> wind, and it was loud and they, it was crazy. But something about that that atmosphere, the high school atmosphere, that's that's kind of special too. So I'm glad they get to experience something like that. Well, uh, and we'll, as we get ready to kind of wrap this up, you kind of touched on it just a little bit ago, Rob, but um, the community support. Um, just Talk a little bit about what that's like for the baseball program. Well, you know, I've said it before. Um, I, I say it every year. You know, it's this program is much more than players and coaches. You know, it, it, it takes this community to uh, make, make this program succeed. And, and our community has much part of it uh, as anything because, you know, we ask them to spend their dollars to on fundraisers. Mm-hmm. And those fundraisers buy stuff like we've got a new – uh, we got we got a, a pitching machine, you know, that feeds balls and it throws fastballs, it throws curves, it does all this stuff. We got a we got a, a radar new radar gun now. We got a new batting cage now. So stuff like that, you know, we're buying it for the players so they can get better. You know, work on the field and get better. So they support us by, like I said, by fundraising. They support us by showing up. You know. Mr. Ford, the Board of Education, the administration at the high schools and, and the middle school, very supportive. And it just it just takes all of us. It takes all of us. And it's a uh, it, it's a special thing. You know, I'm, I'm from Owensboro where there's four high schools, you know, and, and everybody's allegiance is kind of divided. <laughs> and then I moved to Russell County and I'm like, man, this is so cool. You know, yeah. One high school and every, everybody is in on that high school. And I think that is something I didn't experience. And it's it's it's, it's, it's a special thing. And, and you take it. For somebody like me, I've been at two different schools other than Russell, um, so it's 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 very noticeable when you're somewhere else from what you experience here. For like with the community, you know, um, the support. Like again, we'll go to the region tournament. We'll have more people there than the Bowling Green schools. Uh, best example I give you: we went to, uh, last spring break to Paducah. So I mean, we're four hours away. And we play McCracken County one day, and McCracken County's coach comes over, and he says, golly, you all have twice the number of fans here that we do, and this is our home park, and we're at spring break, and, you know, and I'm like, that's 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 what these people do. And it, and it wasn't just parents. I mean, we had some people, you know, some non-parents who come over to watch. Um, and, but it's like that everywhere you go. So when you're at another school and you see uh, and, you, and you don't experience that, I mean, you, you, you know, the, the, I just hope we don't take it for granted. I hope our kids understand 
how important this community is and, and, and how our, our community thinks about these kids and the programs. And it's not just baseball. They're supportive of every program, every athletic program. Well, guys, we, um, that's all I've got. So as we get ready to wrap it up, um, any final thoughts, anything else you all want to add on here before we get going? No, we're just we're, – we're excited. It's, uh, you know, springtime. That's, that's my favorite time of year. It's when baseball kicks up, um, you know, if there's any MLB fans out there, you're not going to have to get to watch MLB for a little while. So, you know, check, find this schedule and come out and watch us play. And you'll see some kids going out there and, and, and giving it their all for what's on their chests. Um, so we're, we're, we're excited to get it going. And it's it's here. I mean, it's two weeks away. Right. And then two weeks away, it's basically every day. And then uh, – but that's what, that's what we love about it. We have a – you know, you can tell kids all the time. So if you don't have the best day today, the beautiful thing about baseball is – you're right back at it tomorrow. So, um, you know, we're, but we're excited to get ready, ready to roll, get the season underway, and hopefully have a uh, you know have another good year. And if you wouldn't mind, I just, I just like to mention the rest of our roster just to kind of give them a little shout out. They've been working really hard, yeah. You know, and, and they're committed. So I, I've already mentioned uh, the seniors, the nine seniors, Aiden Annals and the junior. I mentioned him, but sophomore class you got Lincoln Helm, Adam Walters, Austin Bartruck, Nick Popwell, Trey Stringer, Bryce Kyle. Was a big contributor on varsity last year. Really good bat. Jackson Huckabee, Riley Hammond, and then our freshman class, Ben Jones, uh, Dylan Allen, Jack Shear, Owen Loy, Maze Gosser, Caleb Smith, Jake Campbell, and Aiden McGowan. So these guys have really been have really been putting in the work. Uh, super proud of them. And uh, you know, uh, we're all excited and ready to get this season started. And that well and that and you know, that just kind of brought something up to me. That freshman class is coming off of uh, middle school state championship <laughs> last right. year. So uh, that's going to be exciting to see that next crop coming up. And, right. Well, uh, it's like we said that, you know, the, we've had a lot of good players. And we've, yeah. we, we've got more of the pipeline coming. I mean, we're very, very fortunate for that. Very, very fortunate. Well, guys, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, get ready to get out of here. And uh, wish you all the best of luck as we get ready to uh, start the Laker baseball season. All right. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks again to Rob for joining us on the podcast this week, and uh, we wish the best of luck to Russell County Baseball and all of our spring sports as they uh, get ready to gear up. Again, games starting, you know, in about two weeks. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully a lot of you all will come out and uh, support these kids in their various sports as, uh, as we go into the spring sports season and the end of the academic year. And normally during this time, uh, we have an athlete of the week, uh, again, we're kind of in a little bit of a, I don't want to totally say a dead zone, but there, but we don't really have any games going on right now as we, as practices for, um, spring competitions are, are ongoing, but no, uh, no games or competitions right now. So, um, we're going to bring that back once, um, once spring sports have, have you know, started with games being played and, uh, competitions and all that. So, We'll bring that back up here in a few weeks, and uh, you know if you have if you have somebody you want to nominate for athlete of the week, I'm definitely open to that. Uh, and you, you can always reach out on Twitter or uh, email zac at lakercountry.com. 
but guys, as we kind of wrap this up, I again want to thank our uh, sponsor, B&M Welding and Fabrication, 3524 South Highway 76 in Russell Springs. B&M, of course, your go-to shop, custom boat fabrications, handrails, industrial fabrication, much more. They do a wide variety of things. I couldn't even begin to list all of it. Aluminum, steel, cast iron, whatever it is, whatever your welding and fabrication needs, no matter how big or small, call B&M Welding, 270-585-3955. As we, as we wrap up, guys, I want to thank all of you all for listening today. And, uh, you know, as always, Go on Apple Podcasts, go on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review. Um, definitely always always open to feedback, always welcome that. So uh, you can leave that there. And uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at LakersportsPod. And uh, until then, guys, until next time, go Lakers.